Time for the Rural News with Susan Murray. Kia ora, Susan. Knives were sharpened and bandsaws hummed at last night's Battle of the Butchers. And history was made, Charlotte, with <sighs> half the apprentice and young butcher finalists being female. The awards test butchers on both practical skills and theory with finalists from around the country. The chief judge, who's also a butcher trainer, Peter Martin, says in the past few years there have been more young women entering the trade. Mr Martin says that's been mirrored in general apprentice butcher numbers too. Right at this moment we probably have more apprentices than what we've had for, for maybe 20 years signed into training agreements. And having said that, though, like every industry, there's still a shortage of skilled labour. So I would think employers would still be saying, yeah, we would would like even more. It's a great industry. You always have a job, economic upturn, downturn, they still need dinner. What's the mix of male and female when it comes to butchery these days? Apprentice numbers, it's sitting above 20%, and that's actually the first time in history in New Zealand that the numbers have been that strong for young women in apprenticeships. Luca Young from Pack and Save Kaitaia won the Young Butcher of the Year title and Morgan Moore from New World in Motueka is Butcher Apprentice of the Year. Ms Moore has swapped the role of personal trainer for a life of dealing with muscles from animals. I got my degree in personal training and muscles have always fascinated me and so I um, got married to a farmer and we did all our own home kill and I just really loved it and I just saw this amazing vision of, oh, what if we could produce our own meat, you know, and and other people could enjoy this experience. And so I gave the apprenticeship a go and I've just loved it ever since. And what are your aims in the industry? The biggest dream that we have is to do the, the paddock to plate. We really want to showcase all of the industries, you know, the primary industries, um, and it'd be really cool for my husband to be able to do his farming, what he's passionate in, and me to be able to do the butchery, and for us to be able to marry those two things together. So the big plan is uh, come on over to Nelson and you'll have some beautiful meat ready for you. Morgan Moore says she hopes to action the plan in the next few years, but will work for a home kill operator first to learn extra skills like smoking and curing meat. Both Luca Young and Morgan Moore win a trip to Paris for the World Butchers Challenge. A Hawke's Bay soil health company that's just returned from India says the nation's degraded soils and water are a good reminder about why both resources need protection. Waikawa-based Q-Labs tests and evaluates soil nutrition on pastoral farms. The company was commissioned by several Indian primary producers to test and improve their soil. The latest Indian government soil nutrition breakdown shows most have low nitrogen, phosphorus, sulphur and zinc content but high potassium levels. Raymond Burr says this is flowing down into food systems, hurting people's health. Health. Their soils are so degraded, basically from so many years of using such high amounts of artificial nitrogen, their soils are so degraded that the health of the soil is now moving right through the food chain. And of course, a lot of Indian people are vegetarians, so it's starting to have a direct effect on human health. They've got terrible liver and kidney problems, diabetes, but they do eat a lot of sugar. Well, we get problems with nitrate poisoning in our animals. The difference over there is they grow a whole lot of green crops and feed it straight to the people. So the people are getting nitrate poisoning.
Mr Burr says while there are stark differences between New Zealand and India's population, land and farming systems, lessons can be learned. We've been in the agriculture scene all our lives and we've seen the effects of high nitrogen use here in New Zealand through through our business and what we do. Those guys over there are way ahead of us and as far as how much they've put on for how long. It really is an eye-opener. We can't get, afford to go down that track. They're quite dead soils, and the only way they can grow crops over there now is to pour on a heap of nitrogen, potassium and phosphate, and irrigation because the soil doesn't even have water-holding capacity anymore. It's like sand. Raymond Burr of Q-Labs. Agriculture and Trade and Export Minister Damien O'Connor is leaving for India with New Zealand business delegates today for bilateral talks to advance economic relationships. A Ministry for Business, Innovation and Employment Advisor is calling out another government-owned organisation, Plant and Food, for not doing enough to develop hemp plant cultivars. Speaking at the Hemp Industries Association Summit in Christchurch, Craig Armstrong says little has happened with hemp research in the past five years and new cultivars need to be developed so New Zealand has its own unique product to offer the world stage. A plant and food research spokesperson says it is not doing any work on hemp plant cultivation, cultivar development, but is working with the industry in other ways to support innovation, such as looking at commercial options for whole plant utilisation. And now for our weekly gander around the sale yards and our update with Suze Bremner from AgriHQ. So it was great to see Chatham Island's lambs on the books at the Tamuka sale yards this week. As we know, they've been a very long time coming and just over 1,300 mainly Romney lambs from four properties were offered on Monday. The buyers were just as happy to see them and most were heavier lambs with mixed sex selling for $124 to $145 while weather lambs made $122 to $155. So old season lambs from the Chathams and Pitt Island will continue to come out now on a regular basis, and they'll alternate between Tamuka and the Stortford Lodge sale yards. What's happening on the cattle sales front? Well, we'll just stay at Tamuka because they actually held their first store cattle sale in four weeks, but it was worth the wait for vendors, as the fact that there was 700 cattle and some good lines throughout actually drew in quite a good crowd. Many of the people that were there were there to gauge the market, but there was also a good amount of bidding going on as well. So most of the offering was dairy beef and R2 steers averaged $3.03 a kilo and the heifers were $2.78 a kilo. There were a few more traditional cattle pop-up in the R1 steer section and they averaged nearly $3.80 a kilo, while dairy beef steers averaged $3.53 and the heifers were $3.08. So Castle Rock in Southland also has a cattle fair on today and they're offering some top traditional yearlings as well. And I guess calves are starting to come through now, Suze, are they? We have, um, the feeder calves have been going on for quite a while now and they are still continuing, though mainly in the North Island. Um, but in Waikato and Bafkini, it has been noted that the Frisian bull numbers are starting to drop away, but dairy beef bulls are still filling that gap. So most of the Frisian bulls are now trading at 40 to $175. And demand is strong for the tops of the dairy beef bulls, with some of those calves able to reach 200 $290. And there were even some black Hereford Frisians up to $330 at Tidau. 
Suze Bremner. And just finally, a niche rural firm is hailing the return of competitive wood chopping after the pandemic as it seeks to carry on its decades-long tradition of making handcrafted axes and saws. Tuatahi's customers in North America, Australia and Europe are back to waiting for up to four years for one of Masterton's, the Masterton factory's racing saws. Quentin Fawcett is a third generation in the business and he says support from all the family helped to move into the new market. It's a great story and you can hear more on Country Life tonight and tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. But for now, that's the rural news for the week. Koe te purongo o te Thank you very much, Susan.